God morning. Father God, we need you. Me and my listeners, we need you. Thank you for coming to pray with me. Let's get these blessings started. I'm going to dedicate today's podcast to my physical neighbors um, because they're getting on my nerves a little bit, but I know that God wants me to lift them up. That's what he wants me to do, and he will handle everything. So let us pray. Dear God, before I begin this day, let me turn my thoughts to you and ask your help in guiding me in everything I say and do. Give me the patience that I need to keep my peace of mind. And with life's cares, I hope, dear God, some happiness to find. Let me live but for today, not worrying what's ahead. For I have trust that you will see I get my daily bread. Give me courage to face life's trials and not from troubles run. Let me keep this thought in mind, thy will, not mine, be done. And if some wish I do not get, though I have prayed to thee, Help me to believe and understand. You know what's best for me. I've failed you many times, I know. But when tonight I rest, I hope that I can kneel and say, Dear God, I've tried my best. Amen. Okay, let's kick off with trusting God day by day. Zechariah chapter 4 verse 6 says, Not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Willpower can be a powerful tool in the hands of a determined, disciplined individual. It can help you confront any problem you have and adjust your lifestyle. However, willpower only takes us so far. And then we always run out of our own strength. Instead of turning first to willpower in your time of need, you need to turn to God. God releases his power into you and enables you to go all the way through to victory. Now you're energized for positive change, but willpower does not get the credit for our success. God does as he should. Jesus said in John 15:5, apart from me, you can do nothing. This is one of the most important and most difficult lessons that we must learn. We must learn it, listeners. If we want to enjoy the life that Jesus died to give us, we must learn that. When we turn to anything or anyone before God, he is insulted and is obligated to let us fail so that we realize that. Except the Lord builds the house. They labor in vain who try to build it. We must learn to let God do the heavy lifting. Let him supply the ability to energize our choices. We can choose to exercise or stop overeating, 
but our choice alone is not enough for a complete victory. Willpower and determination will get us started, but they've also known to quit in the middle and leave us stranded. But God never quits in the middle. There are some people in the world who claim to be self-made success, but if we follow their lives all the way through, they usually end up falling apart. God has not created us to function well without him, and the sooner we learn that, the better off we will be. So start by asking God to get involved. Have him do the heavy lifting. Continue on with God and finish with God. What should we do when the burdens in life seem too heavy? Jesus said in Matthew 11, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Amen. Uh, This is music to my ears, listeners. These are the answers. Okay. Good theme today. Good theme. Hell is nervous. (laughs) about you reaching your full destiny. It understands if you ever get to the place of your full strength, if you ever get to the place of the full knowledge of who you are, if you ever get over your insecurities and start walking into your destiny, if you ever get over the fact that they hurt you and it doesn't matter if you ever get to the place where no weapon formed against you shall prosper and you start walking in the boldness of I am a child of God doesn't matter what you say it doesn't matter what you do I am in God's care. Amen. Empowering. Amen. All people can change and all people will change. We just have to change for the right one. And that's God. Amen. Perfect love drives out all fear. We are seeking a perfect love with God. To give you an example, yesterday, listeners, I woke up, I greeted God first, and then I went on to tell God what my plans were. How dare me, right? But... I presented it in a way of asking God if he was in agreement with my plans and that he would bless them and make them happen. Because I asked and I listened, because I asked, I firmly believe that that is why God let them unfold as they did. 
as I planned in my heart, I was lucky. I admit it, I was lucky. But I was also obedient because I prayed first. I asked, I received, and I also now run around feeling protected. You know, just like you wear a raincoat in the rain to stay dry. Well, I feel like I am wearing Jesus. I am aware of him, conscious of his presence, welcoming of his help, following his direction. I feel protected. I think about him. I put him first and then I eat from his fruits. No matter where we go or what we do each day, God is involved. He alone has made it happen. When you put your trust in God, all weight and burdens come off your shoulders. It is truly freeing. I feel good, listeners. I feel safe. I feel free. I feel protected from harm. And that is exactly how we are supposed to feel. Exactly. Are you talking to God yet? I mean, really talking to him, engaging him, listening to him, leaning on him. That is what God wants. Our full attention, our full dependency, our full love, our full trust and that we have faith. None of those things cost anything and all of those things are available to everyone. Now, if you have those things, then show someone else how to have it as well. God is everything. And he wants us to have everything. And I will keep you posted as everything will soon enter my life. I am confident. I have faith. I have no expectancy, but I also know because of my Christian actions, I have God's eyes on me. I am striving to be like him in nature. I am. Mainly because I know that's what he wants and I know he takes care of his own. I want us all asking and receiving God's blessings, God's gifts, 
God's love every day that we can. It is God who says, do unto others as you would have others do unto you. Think about that. What are you doing unto others that you would want done unto you? Don't even answer that until you have a list of things. How about this? Love your neighbor as you love yourself. Wow. What does that mean? How are you loving yourself? You have to love yourself before you can love others or just come out the gate loving others and watch that love bounce back onto you. If you are loving others, you are forcing God to love you more. And that's good because in the end, you are indeed loving yourself because God only brings good into our lives. And we sincerely want good in our lives. Amen. Amen. And now, Zechariah chapter 7, verse 9. It says, Show mercy and compassions every man to his brother. Because we've been shown extravagant love, we are called to love others. This means not turning a blind eye to those who are suffering. When we think of those, society tends to forget the widows, the orphans, the handicapped, the strangers visiting, and the poor. It is up to us to extend love, mercy, and compassion. I was going to say, I am a world traveler. And so all of the countries that I visited or any that I visited and I made a friend or made a connection there, well, those are my favorite places to visit because someone in a foreign land was friendly and kind to me. So when we have someone visiting our land, we need to be kind to them. I remember when I was in Greece, and I mean no one spoke English, like no one. But anyway, in the hotel we were staying in, they had a breakfast buffet. So the first day, you know, we went down. It was a group traveling. 
And, you know, we went through the line and we had our breakfast buffet. It was awesome. The very next morning, when I arrived in the dining room, a young Greek girl greeted me and presented me with a tray of food identical to what I had picked the day before. She worked in the restaurant and she had observed me and she said in broken English, I want to be your friend. I mean, it touched my heart. I mean, so I'm just saying it's little things. It's just acts of kindness. It's just going out of your way. And I just wish that on all of you that we extend that love and mercy and compassion to another. Okay. This verse goes further than just helping those in need. We must also avoid thinking evil against others in our heart. Our hearts should be brimming over with love and brimming over with compassion because we are Christ followers. This is from the Bible.com. Dear God, thank you for sending your son Jesus Christ to save us from our sins and show us what true love looks like. As we go through our days, give us eyes to see those who need your love today. Help us to help those who are suffering and forgotten. Let us be your hands and feet, O Lord. And Father, forgive us for the times that we had evil thoughts against anyone else. We know we are all children, your children, and that we are precious to you. So remind us to treat others as you would treat them. In Jesus' name, amen. There it is, listeners. That is the change that all of us are looking for. What is going to make that massive change in our lives? And we're seeing these themes repeat. We are to do for others. We are to be God's hands and feet on this earth. Amen. It's pretty clear. It's pretty clear. Okay. Let's talk about the secret of contentment. Philippians chapter 4. So the Apostle Paul says that he has learned the secret of experiencing contentment in all circumstances. So I'm saying, do tell, Paul, do tell. 
He wrote this while he was in prison and was unsure about his future. We are often discontent even when all is going well. Consequently, we wonder how it's possible to be truly content during our most difficult trials, especially when there's no end in sight. Genuine contentment is freedom from worry and frustration about everything in life, even unfulfilled desires. It is usually when we cannot control or change our situation that we feel discontentment. As long as our satisfaction depends on whether certain things actually work out, we'll allow circumstances to cheat us out of peace. I'm not saying there's some spiritual stage where you will never again experience anxiety or frustration. But what matters is how we respond when those feelings grip us. This is something that the Apostle Paul had to learn. This is something that we listeners have to learn. What matters is how we respond when these feelings grip us. Okay. Paul endured a lot of suffering from shipwrecks and hunger to unjust imprisonment and beatings. He had gone through countless situations that were uncertain, extraordinarily painful, and seemingly hopeless. But he finally discovered that contentment could not be dependent upon his circumstances. Paul chose to give his anxieties to Jesus in exchange for peace. And peace surpasses all comprehension. That same peace is available to you. Amen. Thank you, In Touch Ministries. That was beautiful. Beautiful. Okay, Luke chapter 13, verse 29 says, Jesus said people from all over the world, east and west, north and south, will come to take their place in the kingdom of God. I am so excited (laughs) that this podcast is going all around the world. And I can't wait to get my computer back from the shop because for one, I can mix up my music. You know, I like to play DJ to God's DJ. (laughs) And also I can get my statistics because I know the numbers are good. 
we were close, close, close. And I don't want to say anything. Let's just see what the numbers will reveal later this week. When that computer comes back, our 18 to 27 demographic had really grown. So just looking for good things to come. I want to leave you with this. When God has purposed for you to do something significant, expect the enemy to send out his special forces. God is so distinctively with you that his plan for your life is so intimidating and threatening to the devil that there is no way the devil is going to let you ascend to your purpose without an attack. Well, guess what, listeners? We're ready. We've got on God's armor. We are standing in his presence. He is holding our hand. He is directing our steps. So bring it on, devil. Bring it on. We got you. Nothing is going to interrupt our peace. Let's make that a goal. And again, I'm going on this journey with you, listeners. Everything I say, I put into practice. Everything. I am doing everything to be obedient and to pray to God first before moving. That's all I can leave you with today. God bless you. Help someone. Help anyone. Find someone in need and help them. Jesus loves you. So do I. Bye for now.